Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Bharani is the co-founder and CEO of 91mobiles.com and a serial entrepreneur with a background in product management. In a very candid and honest conversation, Bharani shares his life and how he wanted to shape his own destiny even as a child. We spoke about growing up, seeing your parents struggle and how that teaches you to make the best of what you have. He also shares how entrepreneurs must learn to change and shape their role as their company grows and evolves. Hi, Bharni. Welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Hey, thanks, Smith. Happy to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. And to begin with, for our listeners, can you share a bit about who you are and what do you do? Hi to all the listeners. My name is Bharani Dharan. People call me Bharani. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 15 years or so. Uh, people know me mainly for 91mobiles.com, which is the current venture I'm running the last 12 years or so. I'm an engineering graduate, mechanical engineer from College of Engineering Indy in Chennai. I've been a programmer after that, and then got my MBA degree from ISB, Indian School of Business, Hyderabad campus. And ever since, no looking back, I've been following my passion in entrepreneurship. And uh, yeah, happy to have created a bootstrapped, profitable, sustainable company for the last 12 years. Uh, that's about me. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie, for sharing that. Uh, and if I'm not wrong, there is another company, right, that you are also the CEO. Yeah, so 91 Digital is the parent company. And mm -hmm. now we have uh, little, uh, brands inside that. So we try to come up with new initiatives every year or so. So sasworthy.com is another venture we created. And that is a global SaaS discovery platform. 91mobiles.com is a flagship property, which is mainly uh, targeted towards Indian audience, mm -hmm. helping them to... Uh, choose their gadgets better and also get good things Yeah. And can you share a bit a bit of your backstory? Like, ship is your passion. Can you share a bit more about how did you reach yeah. that stage? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting, right? Uh, 
somehow in my childhood days, I got this inspiration and deep motivation to shape my own destiny. Uh, I don't know where it came from. Maybe the surroundings in which I was grew up or I would have seen some struggles that my parents went through. I decided that um, I would like to create my own venture at some point of time and mainly create uh, amazing career opportunities for people. At the same time, solve the problem that the society is struggling from, right? Uh, that was the primary motive. Uh, at the same time, creating or going after entrepreneurship right after college is also not feasible because of the financial situations I grew up in. So I decided that I would take a few years earning and building some work experience, everything. Uh, once I came for ISB, when I did my MBA, 2005 pass out. That's when the entrepreneurship fire got kindled even more. You know, uh, somehow I was feeling that the urge is there. We should jump in. So in 2007, I started my first venture. But yes, entrepreneurship has been there from my childhood days. Somewhere that create your own destiny was there. Can you share a bit more about that, right? You spoke about your parents. You spoke about uh, financial situation. Can you share a bit more about that? Yeah, I came from a, I come from a very, uh, uh, I would say lower middle class family. My parents provided the best they can do, but I grew up in a very suburban village, which had not much connect to the outer world. So my exposure towards the opportunities and uh, things in life was very limited. So I had very narrow options. So my only philosophy is like, make the best out of what you can, right? So there was only one school in my suburban village. And uh, I came first in the school. The friends, the entire community was kind of a friends network. Today, we miss those things, actually. Uh, so I think that the background in which I grew up created that sense of, you know, opportunity that my parents provided, uh, even when they were struggling. Plus, somewhere I saw that uh, whatever you have, make the best out of it. That philosophy got inculcated deep. So that's the kind of childhood I grew up in. I have a lot of pleasant memories, mm -hmm. uh, lots of friends. Yeah. And can you share a bit more about how that has shaped you as a person, as a leader, as a parent? Yeah. Uh, look, when you don't have much of privilege and opportunities, uh, you have to learn to make the best out of it and accept what you have. Uh, so some of the lessons that my parents taught are always look from other person's shoes, right? Uh, once you do that, you will create a lot of empathy and a lot of problems will automatically solve because you have the other viewpoint. So that also I started learning uh, somewhere around eighth or ninth standard because I was mature enough to understand those things at that point of time. So lessons like that shaped me. Uh, the moment I got into college is when my exposure grew up, you know, because I had to go to college every day in bus. I traveled by bus for four hours. Uh, and still I came in the top three in the college. So again, the philosophy of making the best. So I had only two, three hours a day. So I said, okay, don't complain about the time you don't have, what you can do with the time you have. And the focus uh, got me to 90, 99% of the efforts required. So again, that focus is something I uh, got nurtured throughout the childhood days and early days, right? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie, for sharing that. And like, I'm amazed that we have worked together for a year. And yet this is the first time uh, like I'm hearing this 
personal side of it and it's so much of it is like very much in parallel to my own story uh, and my own desire to succeed and as you said right to make the best out of what you have because then you don't have that privilege but at the same time at least what i have seen in my life is that made me very introverted or very self focused and when i first started to lead teams and became a manager and like even thought about uh, starting my own companies it made me it made me kind of became a weakness when it comes to forming good relationships forming those long term partnerships so i'm quite curious of how that has panned out for you yeah i think i i can connect with what you're saying because uh, when you come from a lesser privileged background and when you suddenly get into the world full of opportunities and life you will be overwhelmed um, and it will not be easy to adapt so a uh, few things helped me to sail through one is like uh, step by step you get confidence in things you don't have to do everything in one stretch uh it's okay to be uh insulted or you you feel humiliated that's perfectly fine you make an attempt to improve upon yourself compared to yesterday right so every day you have to improve a little bit so a uh, couple of things actually helped me to overcome that one is like going to college and staying in hostel right suddenly at first two years i was a day scholar the last two years i was in hostel completely different uh, environment and in hostel you have to learn to adapt your self survival skills come in picture so that shaped me a little bit then i went to belgium so i spent good 3 and 1/2 years in belgium and i interacted with lovely colleagues uh, from belgium even today some of them are in touch right so learning and living among them gave me confidence that look you can survive anywhere and uh, i realized that i'm not an extroverted guy like a party guy who as soon as you enter the party you are the life of it no but i have my own ways i'm good at interpersonal skills one on one conversations uh people feel good about that so i leveraged my strengths and stopped worrying about being like a very extroverted person yeah thank you for sharing that i think there are some wonderful lessons there like making the best out of what you have uh, but then also relying on your strengths and then continuously learning right and not make any big uh, any moment a big overwhelming moment for you to put it down yeah and as we all know right the journey of an entrepreneur is often not easy yeah it requires making tough choices so can you share one or two such choices which you had to make which were difficult but which have shaped who you are or the companies that you're leading today mm-hmm. very interesting question uh you're bang on when you say that entrepreneurship is full of hurdles and obstacles but there are always ways to overcome that and solutions to every problem but yes one of the important traits is like ability to take decisions quickly and uh, boldly i have done so many decisions it's very difficult for me to recall suddenly one by one uh okay so one of the decision i took was in the early stages of 91 mobiles.com so for the first two and a half years i incubated it out of chennai pretty much like a solo entrepreneur and then i figured that uh, to in order to scale we need to have a good founding team maybe i need a good co-founder uh and a good business network most of my business network and friends were in delhi and gurgaon and i had to make a tough choice of shifting my base and uprooting myself back to gurgaon right because by then uh, my son was only 6 months old and my family was very happy that i'm in chennai 
after roaming around the world belgium hyderabad everywhere then they were hearing like oh you are going again right so at that time uh, it was a very tough decision if i look back but the decision has been correct uh, because the move has actually helped 91 mobiles to shape better in terms of overall organization and better talent i think so that is one example of taking decision that is not in a comfort zone but it's best in the interest of the organization right that's one uh second decision would be more like how you change your role as the company grows you know in initial days as a founder you are everything you're doing everything you may be doing coding you may be doing writing you may be doing marketing sales everything but as the company grows right there will be smart folks who will be handling specific functions and adapting to that need of the company depending on the stage of the company is very important so you have to let go of few things hmm. so that other people can take it forward and run while you can focus back and uh, look at the big picture and take it at so but it is very counterintuitive it is not easy for people to let go right so i had to make some bold decisions of saying that okay i will stop doing these things from tomorrow uh, and plan it out next one year i will not be doing this but i will be doing the new thing that is going to be good for the company right so these are some of the examples of how i took bold decisions yeah hope that uh, is no absolutely i am fascinated by the two examples is shared because one was uh, like a decision uh, which was about doing something like shifting to a different city and uh, like uh, that was a decision which you made which shifted a lot of things but the second one was about letting go right so it's a very different both as you said are bold both requires acts of courage but sometimes the letting go can be so difficult because it can it you can take it personally and you can see it as a sign of weakness or it can produce anxiety because then you are suddenly transitioning into doing something or doing something the way that you have never done before so can you share about these two kinds of courage and uh, how have you evolved after that especially the second decision letting go yes yes so how has that played out for you personally for yourself as a leader uh look it's a very difficult journey to go through you know because you will have innate fear that uh nobody in the company will be able to operate at your level right as a human being most of us fall into that trap uh but it's important to realize that it's a trap otherwise you are in a treadmill constantly imprisoned by your own beliefs correct so uh we have to make a decision that look in the long term interest of the company and yourself this is an important decision it will be uncomfortable but please go through it so we had to discuss with my colleagues my co-founder and then we have to say okay over the period of next 2 3 years this is how we will uh slowly transition out uh without anything suffering that is the key because a lot of time people say i will let go and then everything suffers mm-hmm. so it's important that uh, you let go only the part uh, so that the company will not suffer the overall objective will not suffer so it requires a lot of clarity of thought and nurturing of talent and building a lot of succession layers thank right. you yeah yeah and this is so common right in a lot of entrepreneurs because they st- when they start it's a lot about uh, that personal drive or ambition to make a difference and then that uh, naturally leads them to a path where the company needs to grow and then they need to adapt suddenly 
So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And can you share a bit, uh, like now if I come to the present moment and I think a little bit about the future, can you share uh, like the kind of leader that you are today and what's next for you? Okay. Um, I think over the period of years, I have realized my strengths and weaknesses. In the last three, four years, I've invested on myself to improve myself in the form of uh, coaching exercises, workshops I have conducted, and the 360 degree feedback I have gathered, right? Also, I have journaled myself and then figured that, okay, what is that you want in life? Because there's always this uh, itch and void that you feel, even though you are successful, but once you reach a milestone, what's next is the only logical question that comes, right? It's a never ending trap. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have invested on myself to understand more about me. That was one investment that has paid for me. Because I realized that I am not the person who will be uh, uh, somebody who can manage a large team day in, day out efficiently. But I am more of between the two, I will be more successful if I focus my attention into creating something from scratch, uh, creating vision, translating that vision into reality. Zero to 10 would be my forte. 10 to 100 is not my forte. So play to your strengths. So within the organization, I'm trying to create and focus on new initiatives or uh, potentially evaluating potential acquisitions that we can do or partnering with entrepreneurs and creating some joint ventures. So those are the areas I'm focusing my energy on. Uh, at the same time, wherever the team's requiring my consultation on uh, product tech or marketing, I'm always there. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's one way where I have kind of changed me as a leader. Uh, What's next is basically is uh, I would like to make at least one or two new initiatives that I'm working on successful and uh, create a growth engine for 91 Digital as a group so that company keeps growing as a empire. That's my uh, focus. Hmm. And uh, as you talked about that journey, right, that few years of uh, like focus on yourself and figuring out what is it that really matters and talking about that void, right? So what came out of it, right? What is it that you are seeking and for which the new ideas, the new ventures can then become a vehicle? What will, like, what does, what makes you feel fully satisfied and fully alive? I think uh, the moment I feel stagnation in whatever way you measure it uh, is when I feel that I'm, I'm, I'll thrive when there are enough challenges and I sense progress. And I feel that I'm inching towards a larger goal. That's when I'm at my flow and happiness. Anytime uh, stagnation kicks in or the progress is not good enough, I feel little unhappy. So that's one. Two, while one person in the company is able to grow the business and nurture the business, there should be an equivalent counterpart who is able to innovate, focus on R&D and come up with creative solutions. I think I would like to play that part, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And like, as entrepreneurship is anyways going against the grain and the zero to 10 is like trying to build something from scratch, which goes against a lot of uh, conventional approaches. Otherwise people would have done it already, right? So when you do so, when you, start building up a new idea, start going against the grain. Is there something which which people get wrong about you, which mis people misunderstand about you? And then how do you deal with that? 
Uh, I'm not sure uh, this misunderstanding has happened because of the 0 to 10. Uh, largely because the clarity is there, right? Uh, the people with whom I work with, they understand that this is a conscious effort. So the scope for misunderstanding is not there. Uh, maybe not understanding the question clearly. Uh, so can you please yes yes add? yeah yeah so i'm trying to say that as an entrepreneur right you go out and present an idea which is kind of unheard of or new and this is not just your company your employees but also the investors other people the customers uh, and there's a lot of like a scope of uh, uh, judging somebody like who is this crazy person so yeah. stuff like that which entrepreneurs face so is there something which you have noticed that people tend to see you as and then you have to correct that and then you have to overcome that uh, perception uh sometimes yes but i have a process to filter a lot of ideas before i put across the ones that are meaningful so at any point of time i will have like 10 15 ideas i have this philosophy of uh, let some idea live for at least one month or so and at the end of the first month if it's still exciting then there is some meaning in it and then you go next step. So if you have multiple filters, automatically the bad ones gets rejected. So let's say after the three months, you will have only one or two viable ideas you feel out. Again, this is like uh, somebody, somebody should critically ask questions about uh, the validity of the idea, right? Uh, so I have two or three mentors or friends and colleagues to whom I say, uh, can you poke this idea? Can you point out what is vulnerable about this? Tough questions come in and mm -hmm. then in that process also some things get eliminated. So uh, yeah, a good process of filtering out and asking tough questions uh, automatically makes me only have few ideas that are viable and hence the chances of rejection or judging is very less. Even if it happens, it's okay. Uh, maybe I will think that maybe I'm not communicating properly. It's clear in my head. The other person is not able to understand it's my fault. Let me give another attempt. So I will mm -hmm. go back and then if I can present in different way. Yes, I think that's the engineer side and the product manager side of you speaking. Like you, uh, even though you have given a very small glimpse, but you are very structured in your thinking, how you evaluate your own ideas, decisions, and how you move forward. Yeah. So as yeah, as you move forward, and as you said, right towards building an empire, what do you think are your biggest uh, challenges or fears on the way? Oh, fears on the way. Uh, losing out talent, right? While it is very difficult in today's world to acquire talent and nurture talent, it's equally important battle to retain the talent you have, right? Mm. Ultimately, organization is made of people that are running the organization. So one of the biggest fears I always have, maybe most entrepreneurs have is uh, that am I doing enough to retain and create enough challenges for my code? So that is one of the fear. Talent is going to be a major struggle. Two is like, uh, are we uh, moving at a pace that is healthy? Right. Sometimes once the organization becomes very big, the pace of anything slows down significantly because number of network nodes increases, decision making becomes slower. How can we keep an organization agile while we still become larger is another fear, right? So uh, some of these things may actually come in the way of achieving our goal. Yeah. So for somebody who is listening, right, and who is looking uh, for an opportunity, why should they join you, right? What's that factor that people uh, should do work with you? Yeah. Uh, 
See, look, not everybody is suited for every company. There is some level of fit uh, that is required. So if you are a person who is looking for learning from the best, right? If you want to learn important life lessons of how to build a business in the digital space, how to run it profitably while other people have fizzled out. Uh, if you want to learn from the best, you should join us. Uh, two, if you want to have a diverse viewpoint, like one person is really good in coming up with a solution, another person is able to create processes. So you'll be able to see the entire range of journey from this startup to becoming scaling up. So that's something you can learn from us. Right? Third, uh, we will be having innovative ideas and we are open to experimenting new ideas. So if you're a person who have an idea and you want somebody to help you into you can join us, right? So by joining us, definitely few traits will be strong in you. One, your entrepreneurial skills will grow. Your uh, 360 degree outlook about the business will grow. You will be challenged all the time. So even after spending two, three years, if you come out of 91 Digital, you will be a much more evolved, uh, skilled person than what you are today. Thank you. I loved how you answered that, Bernie. I think very, uh, once again, very structured, but also coming from a very deep sense of grounding uh, and like not just about uh, high growth or bigger money or like big paycheck, but very clear like growth. Like you will learn this, you will become a better person, right? That's a very different focus than uh, you've become a better engineer. You will become a better manager. Yeah. Uh, so I, I loved how because I think that's what I am also discovering is that right, people are motivated not just by money or the title, but by when they are able to make a difference, when they feel connected to something larger than themselves and they feel challenged, but also supported in a period of their life where they grow, they learn something new, and they have the chance to experiment and show their own capabilities. Absolutely. I completely agree with this. Because money and the title are hygiene. But people want purpose and culture and values beyond that. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bernie. So, Bernie, what in your life are you the most grateful for? Um, everything in life here. Like, from the beginning, whoever have come, the teachers who have come and uh, given education, my parents for most of all giving the basics and the platform on which I could jump on, my brother for all the support, all the friends and colleagues who have played an active part in my life, right? So I think I'm grateful for the universe, for both the opportunities and the problems it gave me in life so that I can grow and uh, overcome that. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful for the life itself. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that. I think I loved how you included your challenges as being grateful for that. Um, and one thing which I also notice is that, right, with a lot of leaders and a lot of entrepreneurs, they are so busy with their challenges that they do not have that time to learn from that or to reflect on that. So how do you create that breathing space for yourself to rest, to reflect, to learn in what is otherwise known as a very fast-paced life? Yeah, great question. Because um, it's important that you have some breathing space to reflect upon what is happening. Otherwise, you are constantly reacting to the world. So a uh, few things I have inculcated is that uh, up until five years back, my weekends were meant for work. 
uh, as an entrepreneur, we always are switched on mode. We don't we constantly check emails, phones, everything, and any uh, business opportunity. Everything we look in a colored lens, you know. Family is also important. Life is made up of multiple aspects. Health is important. So I built up some routines in my life that now I have active routine for fitness. Uh, weekends are mostly dedicated for reading, catching up with friends, or even leisure. Every day night when my son has finished the homework, uh, dinner together, breakfast together, right? Then at least once or twice in a month, I have time for reflecting upon myself. Off late, I've started attending the spiritual retreats. Uh, Pondicherry is close by, so I go to Aravindo Ashram. Thirunamalai is close by. There are a lot of ashrams nearby. Coimbatore, Isha, Yuga is nearby. So I started going to these retreats. And when you go there, they have created such an environment that automatically the external noise will come out, uh, it will subside. It will invoke your inner feelings. All you have to do is like sit idle. So I'm seeking for, for those spaces also off late. So consciously making time for non-work, uh, higher than life purpose stuff. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's so relevant because and so easily missed by a lot of entrepreneurs and how that can actually help you be a better leader or a better executor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what advice would you give somebody, right? So an entrepreneur or a very hardworking person who is struggling with managing everything. And then, Rick, you come and say you should take more breaks or you should focus more on reading or on like taking just uh, retreats or something like that. And somebody like that might react like, I don't have time even to fill, finish my work. And you're talk, talking me to take time away. How would you like uh, answer this if it were a real conversation? Yeah, it's a very tricky one. Uh, I think it depends on person to person. We have to read the person and then figure out his stage of life, whether he has his maturity to understand. Or we have to wrap our messages so that it can connect with them, right? So a uh, few things we could try is like, um, so for one person who is at an early stage, let's say 26, 27, 28 years, fast-paced, uh, I could probably give him a few books and then say, hey, I came across these books, why don't you read it? Because the message in the book would be a starting point for my conversation next. I'll have to develop a step-by-step -step conversation. I can't do anything in one sitting for sure, right? Uh, two is like, I could ask him or her to uh, say that, look, don't worry too much about the outcome. Don't be too outcome focused. Uh, put in your best effort. Take your time. Enjoy the journey. Don't worry about the outcome because you're given everything. Uh, best will happen. Trust the process, right? So we have to not just talk. We should actually support that with action. In case somebody in the team has done everything, but result does not come, we should not be hard or harsh on them. But as a leader, I have also evolved, right? Uh, initially, I used to be very impatient. Maybe the stage of the company is like that. But in the last five, six years, it's much more different. Look what can happen tomorrow also. But uh, take it easy, right? If you're not at your best mental state, you cannot give your best output. So depending on each individual, I will own my answer. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie. I think those are wonderful pieces of wisdom. But I also loved how you framed it, right? Depending on the individual and depending, as you said, right, depending on the person's maturity, my answer would be different. 
And many times we ask these questions of how do I, how do I do that in leadership, business, managing people? And we try to apply recipes, like, like recipes, like one solution fits everything. But as far as leadership or people are concerned, I think one thing which makes it uh, unique but also challenging is that everybody is different. And uh, I'm glad that you answered that there is no one right answer. So even if I might have an opinion, I will still filter it or still adapt it to who you are to make sure it uh, it works for you rather than just like this is my dump of knowledge and you take it and apply it which as i have seen often doesn't work thank you yeah i think you articulated i agree with you yeah so to wrap it up bunny if somebody wants to find out more about you somebody wants to find out more about uh, the companies and what you are up to what's the best way for them to do so uh see i don't have a lot of digital presence about myself. I have not done it consciously. They can check out my LinkedIn profile. That's a good starting point of the companies we have created. Uh, they can check out my Twitter handle at the rate of Barney because most of the things I tweet or retweet or like reflects my interest and uh, what I would like to amplify for the message, right? So even if you just follow what I uh, I follow, I think you'll learn about I used to have a blog, but unfortunately, I lost it uh, recently. I did not renew my subscription on time. I lost it permanently. I feel bad about it, but that's okay. Otherwise, I would have referred my blog also. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie, for being very authentic as well, right? So not trying to be everywhere as a leader, as an entrepreneur, but really playing to your strengths and sharing this side of yourself. I wholeheartedly appreciate that and uh, I want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead for you. Thank you so much, uh, Smith. I think it was wonderful chatting with you. Answering some of the questions itself make me feel better. Uh, and I'm happy for the opportunity. Hope your listeners and, uh, find value in it. Thank you. Thank you once again, Bhani. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.